Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Luke 2, 8 through 14, we are talking about in our series, Peace on Earth. It's a holiday series, but God's working some things I didn't anticipate as I looked ahead to December and what was on my heart, Peace on Earth, and now he's really speaking to me on what he means by that, at least for the context of our series. He means it, but especially for our time here as a church. And last week we talked about peace on earth, but peace in your body. And this week we're gonna talk about peace in your mind. And, and really that peace on earth to me says, and we, we would maybe look at it different perhaps after looking at the scripture now, but it's not like peace on earth, like all conflict on the earth is gonna stop, it's gonna cease, all disagreement. We know that's never gonna happen. Actually, the Bible's very clear about that. So what did he mean when peace on earth? Because Jesus came in the most difficult time, the most challenging time, perhaps the darkest time, which is why I felt like God perhaps saw that and anticipated that, knew that was coming. And so he had strategically sent Jesus at that moment, meaning that peace on earth was not gonna be a cease of all hostilities, but it was gonna be, soon came an opportunity for those on earth to have peace and an unpeaceful earth. And our relationship with Jesus is what enables that to happen. So he had to come so he could be the perfect sacrifice and he had to die and then he had to rise again from the grave, be raised from the grave so that we can have a relationship and have a peace that only comes from a relationship with God. So the first thing he did is come to reconcile peace between a holy God and a sinful man. And the only way that's possible is through a relationship with Jesus. And so let's read Luke 2, 8 through 14, Christmas story-ish, here we go. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who, will, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men on earth, peace, goodwill towards men, peace on earth. That's interesting when you look at other translations, I, I like this one, but when you look at other translations, it will speak, I guess, give better meaning, maybe understanding to what it really is speaking on or speaking to when you say peace on earth. If you look at the NIV translation, it says, for those, peace on earth for those who, whose God's favor rests. Well, we know God's favor rests on God's people. When you become a son and daughter of God, give your heart and life to Jesus, the favor of God comes to rest on you. So it's not speaking again about hostility seeking on the planet. And the New Living Translation says to those whom, with whom God is pleased, to whom God is pleased, God is pleased with his sons and daughters. And the message paraphrase says, peace on earth or peace to all men and women on earth who please him who please him. What is pleasing to God? Well, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But what's pleasing to God is when those that are lost are found. Those that come to the knowledge of Jesus and engage with the relationships so they have the heavenly father. So really, when he's talking about peace on earth, he's really speaking to those who have a relationship with Jesus or in other words, can find peace on earth through the person and presence of God in Jesus Christ. My hostilities are gonna cease. The Bible says it's just gonna get a bit more difficult and challenging until Jesus comes and then there'll be literal peace on earth. But until then, we can have peace and an unpeaceful earth, amen? amen. And it comes through God. And, and I think it's important for us to keep reminding ourselves of that. We seem to have some sense of 
everything, hostility and disagreement, whatever that looks like to stop. And that's not gonna be the case. But in the midst of that, you can have peace no matter what's happening around about you. And Jesus talks about peace uh, every time he speaks, it seems like. And often when Jesus would talk to people or greet them, he would often say, peace be with you. Isn't that an interesting greeting? Why don't you try that with your friends the next couple of days, see how they look at you. Okay, I just saying hi. It's got a weird peace be with you and also with you. And, and, and Jesus would say that. Or after an encounter with somebody, he would say, go in peace. Try that a little bit. That's actually a very good. Now, when we, under, when we understand the meaning of it, now it means something a little different. I, he's basically, peace be with you. Like, I hope you got that peace that passes understanding on the inside that's not based on circumstances around about you. Hey, and go in peace, meaning no matter where you go, hey, it doesn't matter what's happening there. Don't worry, you can still have peace in that because it's his peace and it's not determined by this earth or things of the earth. The apostle Paul in his writings would often begin his letters by saying, grace and peace be with you. Grace and peace be with you. And his letters were written to churches and his um, proteges, Timothy and churches. And, and, and in that, you know, he's speaking to people and knowing that there's a peace that's different than this world has. So grace to you and peace, no matter what's happening. And I thought that's interesting because he could say a lot of things. I think maybe if I would write a letter to somebody, maybe depending on what they're going through, I might say grace and prosperity. Believe for God's provision for your life. Maybe I'd say grace and power. You got a big thing coming up today. Maybe grace and strength would be it. Maybe grace and fame, maybe those some. But all those things are based on circumstances. Anything else you put in there? Grace and whatever really has got to do with things that usually are beyond your control, what's happening in this world. But grace and peace, ah, peace is within your hands, within your reach, within your control, and his name is Jesus Christ and your relationship with him. And I love the look at peace. So many people want peace in life and really they may not even know it. It's really what they really want because none of those other things bring it. And isn't that why we pursue other things? We're trying to find peace and we're pursuing things that there's no way it can come from things that can only come from God. It's a peace from heaven, a divine peace that only God can give, a peace that the world can't even understand, the Bible says. You can have everything you want, money in the bank, home, cars, and not have peace in your heart. You can be successful on the outside, but empty on the inside. And you can be married and not have peace in your home. Don't say amen right there. Somebody first service, amen. <laughs> Tell the truth, all right. You don't wanna have peace in your home? Just zip it right there, right? That's right, right. Basically, basically, it's like circumstances aren't gonna bring peace. Situations and changing of those things won't bring you peace. It may, it may bring a, 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 a temporary stop to some chaos. But peace really only comes, the peace that we want only comes from God. Instead, a lot of us typically have fear, stress, worry, anxiety, misunderstandings, disappointments, hurt feelings, bitterness, and offenses. And what we really want, what we really need is peace in life. Let's take a look at Isaiah the prophet Isaiah writes some great things of peace in um, obviously the book of Isaiah. It's Isaiah 26. Let me give you a little context to the day he's writing this. It's a very chaotic time. It's a very dark time. It's, it's definitely a time where there's not any peace happening. Isaiah is going to address it, though, and here's what he writes. Let's take a look, Isaiah 26, 1 through 4, New Living Translation. He says, in that day, in that day that you're experiencing unpeace, chaos, terrible things are happening, in that day... Everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Here's a response. Things are going really bad, prophet. What are we gonna do? We're gonna sing a song. Okay, <laughs> great. Okay, I'm going to find somebody else. <laughs> and he says this, and I don't know, I asked Pastor Cody, do you have a chance to write this into a song that we sing? Maybe on our next album. Okay, and it says this. 
Our city is strong. They don't sing it that way, but that's me doing it. Okay, sing this song. Our city is strong. We're surrounded by walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. You keep in perfect peace. What were they doing? They were singing about the perfect peace of God in the most difficult time in that day. And Isaiah said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna sing about the peace of God. Are you out of your mind? Is nothing peaceful about the time we're in. Yeah, but we're gonna sing. There's something about singing unto God. There's something about singing who God is. There's something about singing that your trust is in God and not the things of this earth. So you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Sing about it. So I'm not singing, right? Worshiping God. But notice what he says here, and he said that in this, in this song that he was singing there, or this, wrote that in verse three, it says, perfect peace. And the day without peace, they were singing about perfect peace. And it says this about perfect peace. It talks about all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Seems like then there's a way that perfect peace can actually be attained. It's perfect anything doesn't seem attainable. But the Bible says there's a promise of perfect peace for all whose thoughts are fixed on God. This is a promise that we all need and we all want. You will keep, you will be kept in perfect peace of God you can fix, if you can fix your mind on him. And honestly, that's a tough one because I am more familiar with, more familiar to imperfect peace. Now, if you wanna talk about imperfect peace, I'm your guy, I'm just gonna tell you, right? Well, we can talk all day long. Perfect peace, yeah, seems like that's pretty elusive. But yet the promise is that those who keep their eyes fixed on God can find perfect peace. Because I can find peace in one moment, it seems like, and then the very next moment, no peace. I can have peace that, about something that I've prayed for. I feel like I've prayed through something and, I, and maybe I've left it with the Lord. I've handed it off to him. And then moments later, I can ask him, why haven't you done that yet? <laughs> were you there? I mean, were you listening? Do you even care what's happening? Hey, I can have a moment of joy and sense the real tangible presence of God. And the next moment later, I can feel fear and anxiety about it. In fact, I'm way more familiar with imperfect peace than perfect peace. And yet God promises that I can have perfect peace. So what is perfect peace? Well, let's talk about that for a second. The word peace in the Hebrew in the Old Testament is the word shalom. Maybe you're familiar with shalom. I said this first service, uh, Jasmine, I had uh, a great time, privilege, honor going to Israel a few years ago with Lemoyne and Judy. And Lemoyne brought, bought this shirt in Jerusalem and it says shalom, y'all. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. It was in the southern part of Jerusalem. And uh, so it was awesome. And, Shalom is a Jewish greeting when you're coming and going. It's shalom, shalom when you come and shalom when you leave. And shalom literally means, literally means wholeness, completeness, and fullness of peace. It's peace in every way, full and perfect peace. And it begins with the peace of God or peace with God. In other words, there's a peace knowing where you stand with God. And isn't that the key to your peace? Because if you have a peace about where you stand with God, then literally it doesn't matter what happens round about you. I'm good with God, that's enough. He's more than enough for me. He's more than enough for my situation. And even though I live in an ever-changing world, I have peace with a God who changes not. God of the impossible. 
So perfect peace begins with peace with you and God. It's a peace with other people because now we can walk in the principles of God if we're following God in our life and we can forgive as he's forgiven us, we can love as he's loved us. And that's how we learn to, right? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and people and love others as yourself. This, we can have peace with other people. You can have peace with yourself because all your sin has been forgiven. Your past is your past. You can have peace in your circumstances because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world or your world or your circumstances. Even when your circumstances aren't what you'd want them to be, you can still have peace in them. If you were to read this text in Isaiah in the original language, it would literally read, you will be kept in shalom, shalom. Oh, that's interesting because the shalom thing was pretty good to begin with. Now we get a double portion. <laughs> As if God was emphatically saying to his people, you'll have more than enough peace for whatever you're experiencing in life if you have my peace. More than enough, shalom, shalom. Can I tell you, that's the peace I wanna walk in. I want shalom, shalom peace operating in my life. Perfect means, the word perfect peace, perfect literally means complete and full. Perfect peace is beyond our ability to understand. It's shalom, shalom. But let's be clear, peace doesn't mean that you won't have trouble in the world. In fact, John 16, 33, not in your notes, says this, that in this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. But it doesn't mean you won't have problems. It doesn't mean you won't fight on your way to church, which is why my wife and I take separate cars. It won't mean that your spouse won't upset you, which is what I just did with her. It won't mean, it won't mean that you won't lose your job. It doesn't mean that you won't get your heart broke. It doesn't mean that you won't get hurt or offended. It doesn't mean that you won't have a difficult time. But in those things and in those times, you can have shalom, shalom, the perfect peace of God. And we need to understand something this morning. Peace isn't found in the absence of problems Peace is found in the presence of God. Peace is found in the presence of God. You know what? The presence of God brings a perspective of God as well. So things are different. But peace is found in the presence of God, not in the absence of problems, but in the presence, presence of God can come to you in the middle of your problems. Peace is God's presence. Peace on earth, Jesus coming. Isaiah 9, 6, going back to Christmas Scripture here, Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, prophetically speaking, what would happen with Jesus coming to the earth? For to us a ch child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And what's that last one? Prince of Peace. Peace is who he is. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. So when you embrace who he is and you invite the presence of God in your situation, peace is there. It's not an, just an attribute. It is who he is. Let me read this same, uh, well, actually the same scripture in the message paraphrase, just the end of it, where it calls uh, him the Prince of Peace in the NIV, in the message paraphrase, it calls him the Prince of Wholeness in every area of your life, in other words. Because sometimes I think we've learned to condition ourselves that we can be okay over here. We can manage this a little bit. It's not chaotic anymore, but over here, it's like spinning the plates and they're wobbling, right? You can't, but perfect peace, the peace that comes from God is complete and wholeness. It's peace in the fullness of what's happening in your life. Now of you, we're not going there this morning, but in the book of Judges, Gideon referred to God this way. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. The Lord is peace. It literally means the Lord is peace. It is who he is. Peace is God's presence, which gives God's perspective. Even when life is not what you want it to be. I mean, okay, I get it. 
Peace is found in God's presence and perspective. But my marriage is still broken. Where's the peace? But my body still hurts. Where's the peace? My teen is on drugs. Where's the peace? We have no money and it's Christmas. Where's the peace in that? I'm afraid. How do I experience the shalom, shalom of God? And so what we need to understand that the battle for peace always begins in your mind. Peace in your mind. This morning I wanted to help give you peace in your mind, not a peace of my mind. I don't have enough to share. <laughs> but peace in your mind. And that's our struggle. That's our battle. When our mind just goes crazy and it doesn't seem like in times like this. Let's just this, be honest, right now, it's not always the most wonderful time of the year for people. There's gonna be a lot of empty chairs at tables this year. There's gonna be a lot of difficulties with finances and pressure to buy gifts. It's not always the most wonderful time of the year, but even in this time, you can have peace in your mind and that is where the battle is. You can still know the truth of God, but you can still know the truth of God and have a battle. I, I, I believe the promises of God, but sometimes I struggle believing them for me. There's a battle in my mind between what God says and what my mind tends to wrongly believe. The battle for peace begins in your mind. I wanna look at two, a scripture in two different translations. Isaiah 26.3, again, New Living Translation. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. It says in Isaiah 26.3, in the NIV, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Steadfast, keep it there. Don't be moved by what's happening around about you. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind steadfast because they trust in you. Perfect peace comes when thoughts are fixed on God. Perfect peace comes when minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Notice I didn't say peace comes when your minds are fixed on CNN and Fox News. That's for my liberal friends and my conservative friends right there. (laughs) When your mind's fixed on the government, peace does not come (laughs) when it's that way. That's my political statement for the month. Peace is not coming when your mind is fixed on your future. Because you don't know it all. You can't see it all. Peace is not coming when your mind is fixed on your finances because they could change in a moment. Peace is not coming when your mind is fixed or focused on the doctor's report. Peace is not come when your mind is fixed or focused on the behavior of your spouse or your kids or your friends or coworkers or other people. Perfect peace is possible when a mind is fixed and focus on the truth of God, the truth of God's word. Fix in Hebrew means samak, or the word is actually samak, S-A-M-A-K. And that is to lean on completely, to fully rest oneself. You will have perfect peace when your mind completely rests on God's promises. When God's promises are consumed by your mind. When your thoughts are resting on God's unfailing promises. So what's your mind fixed or focused on? Me just saying that right there, pop something into your mind. What is that? Where does your mind go when you're idle for a moment? Maybe you're concentrating on something and then you have a spare moment. Where does your mind go to? What is it that seems to consume your thoughts? And I would dare say that we're probably a lot of different things maybe, but there's probably be one thing primarily. And I would suggest to all of you that maybe you should stay, spend time the next couple of days writing down. When something pops or dominates your mind, write it down for a second. Why? Because here's what we'll get to in just a moment. I want to get ahead of myself. Okay, just hold that thought right there. Then <laughs> Write that down, right? Write them down. <clears throat> You'll be kept in perfect peace and whose minds are fixed on you. Philippians 4, 8 through 9, New Living Translation. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Okay, we're supposed to fix our thoughts on God. 
What does that look like? How do we do that? Okay, here we go. Fix then your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Can I tell you what I just feel like is being described right there is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. I believe that's the character and nature of Jesus. And so when a thought comes your way that just is came to your mind and the one that you're gonna write down, then you need to replace that thought with a thought about how good your God is, how honorable your God is, how worthy your God is. When the thought comes that you're not gonna make it, oh no, I can overcome all things through Christ who gives me strength. The thought comes like you're too weak and you can't manage it, oh no, when I am weak, he is strong. You look at the truth of God's word and replace a thought with a thought, take a thought captive and make a bow in obedience to the truth of God's word. Because here's the reality. Here's what we do. I'm just not gonna think about that anymore. Well, good luck to that. Because if you're like me, it's like, that just means I'm gonna think about it more than ever. Because then I'm gonna find myself that, no, I'm not gonna think about it. Hey, honey, you know that thing I'm not gonna think about? I'm not thinking about it right now. You gotta make that thought that's not of God bow in obedience to that which is of God. Amen? And think on those things about your God. Focus and fix your thoughts on him. I don't think I finished that. Okay, verse nine. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and and saw me doing. So now you gotta do it. Because it says when you do that, then the God of peace, the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace, not just his attribute of peace, but the God of peace himself. Because in the presence of God is perfect peace. Come on, somebody. So when you take thoughts captive and you replace it, making that negative thought obedient to the thoughts about God, the Bible says when you do that, God comes. The peace of God comes. Peace of God comes. When is the peace of God with you? It's, well, when your mind is fixed on him. It's when I tell myself he's always good. His promises are true. His word never fails. It's when I tell myself when I'm lost, he's my guide. When I'm weak, he's my strength. When I'm hurting, he's my comforter. When I'm sick, he's my healer. When I'm broke, he's my provider. He is what you need when you need it. He is God. John 14, 27. Let's take a look at John 14, 27. Here's what the word says. Peace I leave with you, Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. Oh, that's nice, but you're like, peace? Like, what kind of peace? Oh yeah, my peace. (laughs) My peace, Jesus says. I'm giving you my peace. The peace of heaven. Divine peace. Powerful peace. Overcoming peace. Peace that's dependent on God and not on this world or this world system. You have the peace of Jesus. You have the peace of Jesus. He's not giving you a peace that's dependent upon circumstances lining up the way you want or hope. He's not giving you peace dependent upon things falling in line with your will or your way. Peace is not found in the absence of problems. Peace is found in the presence of God. Jesus, who is peace, gives you his peace. Okay, it sounds easy, but so many things are bombarding my mind. Let's take a look at Hebrews 4, 6 through 7. I mean, I'm sorry, not Hebrews, uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 again. Do not be anxious about anything. That's kind of where we live, but I'm having a struggle right now. I hear you. But be not anxious about anything, but in every situation, anytime you feel stress, worry, anxiety, or no peace, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, sounds like going back to Isaiah about singing praise unto God, present your requests to God. And 
And when you do that, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you, I just don't need peace. I need peace to guard my heart and not let anything that's not of peace come in. Why do you put a guard on your heart? It's to keep something out and to keep something in. I need your peace to guard my heart. I don't want anything that's not of you getting in my heart. The peace of God will guard my mind. I don't want to think on things that are not of you. I'm focused and fixed on you, God. I'm singing praises to your name, Lord, because I can focus. It's something about singing praises to God, apparently to Isaiah, that helps you focus because my mind goes crazy. I don't know I, I, about you. I can be in prayer and be thinking about 10 different things at one time. And some of it can just really stress me out. But when I open my mouth and I sing unto the Lord and I sing to him for what's praiseworthy, and when I go back to what Isaiah said about singing a song about trusting in my God, everything lines up. I'm focused. I wanna I want to leave with one other thought in line with where we've just come these last few weeks of miracles and healings. And last week we talked about peace in the body and peace in your mind. Here's what I want you to know why I can confidently stand up here and say, peace is for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Obviously we've seen it in scripture, but do you realize peace in your mind was also, I believe, a work of the cross? Healing was a work of the cross, right? We saw Jesus' broken body, bruised and broken. By his stripes, we are healed. But I believe also representative of what happened on the cross to Jesus, we can find peace and healing for our mind. So let me get, I saw this picture not long ago. I'm not sure where I saw it, but on one side, it represents Christmas. On the other side, it represents a crown of thorns. Can I tell you when the scripture talks about uh, a soldier weaving and, and, and working a crown of thorns he put together, and they didn't just like set it on top of his head. They pushed it down on his head till the blood ran out. Can I tell you what I believe? Jesus took pain and, 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 and hurt on his head because his head covers his mind. I believe it was a work saying, you can have healing for your mind. You can have peace in your mind because of the work of the cross. What he did on the cross, when you receive Jesus in the work of the cross, you receive God's peace. Not just in healing, for, not just peace between you and God, not just peace and healing in your body, but peace and healing in your mind is yours. It's been paid for. That covering, that, 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 that pain that he took and that blood that ran down covered your mind to bring healing and peace in your mind. I mean, that's the story. Peace on earth, peace in my body, peace in my mind, provided for. But here's what I wanna do. Because the word says, you saw it, right? The word says that we can act in an obedience to fixing our mind on who he is through our praise. Focus on what is praiseworthy. When we do that, the peace of God comes to guard our heart. So let's all stand to our feet before we dismiss this morning. We're gonna go back into a, just a short moment of worship because all we wanna do is provide an opportunity for actually do what the word says, right? How this is a good thing, right? Let's do what the word says. Let's do what Isaiah was talking about, singing about trusting in our God. Let's take a moment and, and, and lift up our voices to the one who is praiseworthy. And let's ask him in this moment, Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, fill us with your peace. Fill our minds, guard our hearts, guard our mind with your peace as we lift our voices to you.
us with your perfect peace. Shalom, shalom. Guard on our heart, Father God. Guard our minds with your peace. Help us keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. Fill us up, Father God. You know, Romans, I didn't tell the guys to do this, Romans 12 too. Would you guys put that up for a second? Because it's important that you hear this before you go, Romans 12 too. So this is a daily thing, especially when you're feeling a lack of peace. It says this, Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't address peace the way the world dresses it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect peace, his good, pleasing, shalom, shalom, his good, pleasing will. Every day, just what we did right here, every day, just take a moment. And those moments when the world is overwhelming you, take a moment and just put some time into praise and worship God. Father, we thank you for filling us up in this moment. I thank you for the peace that passes understanding to fall on this place in our hearts and lives. Help us, Father God, be people that will renew our mind every day, Father God, with your word. And take thoughts captive that are not of you and replace them with thoughts about who you are. And we thank you, Father God, that the God of peace will come and he'll put a guard on our heart and our mind. And we thank you for it. With every head bowed, every eye closed. And all begins with a relationship with Jesus, in fact, peace on earth is really meaning for those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So outside of him, there is no perfect peace and certainly not, there is no peace and certainly not perfect peace. It only comes through God, so you have to have a relationship with him. And what Jesus did is he enabled there to be a peace between sinful man and a holy God. He bridged the gap by being the sacrifice. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.